0: This is Drew Penner, and you're listening to Frequency Horizon on Pirate Cat Radio, KPCR, 101.9 FM, Santa Cruz.
1: The glass carboy exploded. It sent shards of glass everywhere. Like, my friend's hands were all cut up from blocking his face. Another one of our campmates, like, he got cut right under his nose. Wow,
0: sounds brutal. And that might have been the picture you got too. From the media circus that was the reportage on this year's Burning Man if you tuned in a couple weeks ago you've already been introduced to Michael Simler the guy I was trying to sell my Dela Cruz Beach Cruiser to he instead proposed I rent it out to him so he could take it to Burning Man at a slightly cheaper rate I thought the idea sounded like a little bit of a scam. After all, we all know what happens to two-wheeled contraptions that head up to the playa. They tend to die a brutal, dusty death before being scavenged and reincarnated about 350 days later. But I was willing to give the dude a shot. But a little bit of rain turned this year's burn from parched wasteland into water world. So I pretty much rode off the bike as soon as I heard the first news report from the British Broadcasting Corporation. People were stranded for days, and at least one person died out there in the Nevada desert gathering. Michael sent me a dope picture of my bike all strung up with lights, heading out to the festival, and then... radio silence. Obviously, it was a possibility that he was the person who'd died out there in the chaos himself, although an extremely remote one but given that there was already a little rip in the front tire when I handed the bike off to him in the first place I thought the chances of me getting it back were slim to none and that was really the more uh, realistic consequence that I was expecting then two weeks after the festival ended Michael dropped off my Delacruz cruiser and he was kind enough to pop by for a long-form podcast style interview about his Burning Man journey. Who could be here?
1: Hey.
0: How's it going, man? What's up, dude? Pretty good, pretty good. Do yeah. you, you want some coffee? Um, uh, sure, He'd actually biked over. Let's throw this around the side. All right, so you have a bicycle here. but That doesn't look like my bike. That's...
1: <laughs> Is that what... Everybody
0: changes after Burning Man. So instead of playing a huge long music mix for the first half of the show, that's what we've got lined up in the initial hour. And I promise you, for an event that often gets derided for its well-financed hedonism, we cover some surprisingly deep and legit subject matter. But stick around for the second hour, because we've got a guest mix of our own for you. It's the radio debut of a DJ set by Santa Cruz County resident, DJ Ergot, who I met last Saturday at the Lighthouse on Westcliff. A lot of people say Burning Man is a place for people inventing and deploying the latest technological inventions, the Silicon Valley crowd, you know, getting into AI, self-driving cars, and database systems. To party their brains out in a fantastic Mad Max type environment. So why not kick off this show with a brand new musical creation that ruminates on history and innovation from Aesop Rock? Here's Mindful Solutionism.
2: Two point five million years ago, a friend of mine made a tool from a stone and defended. Tribes. Technology. Sorry for the technical term. It's a wheel, then a fire, and the rest is a blur. Throw a theorized plot in the pot with applied science, let it sit. I bet it streamlines your environs, yeah. What's a resource, local to the grotto? The method isn't free until the mechanism follows that. Technology. Innovate a difference. A feat of engineering. A system made efficient. There isn't a condition, complication, a revision where the answer to Build a more sophisticated way Tired of games, bronze age, iron age Weaponry in stellar form, shelter finer by the day Livestock of vegetables that rose behind the highway, Mesopotamia, out the mud, a lion cage It's out of the bag, it's out of the bag You take a lever and a pulley and a wing she get a labyrinth of aquinox and pyramid steps Before the Jesus Archimedes on that miracle tech Year zero, you can feel the future bear in its head Put a shoe on a horse, shoot a man with a gun Steam by focals and mechanical funk Manipulate electricity, never cannot be done Yes it can, ain't a damn that could cancel the flood True to human curiosity At the tree of knowledge, pulling genies at a bottle Stealing from Leonardo's Plane, train, auto, hauling space-age cargo Bizarro technology Every day is tomorrow Telegraph, telephone You can a door Simple kids from my that's a dome in Sydney You can write a letter With no paper You can fix anything With a laser Take You're cat. listening to the Frequency Horizon. You could get a robot limb for your blown-off limb. Later on, the same technology could automate your gig, as awesome as it is. Wait, it gets awful. You could split an atom really nearly. If it's energy that comes to yours for killing men, it will. It's not about a better knife, it's chemistry and genocide and medicine for tempering the heck in a projector light. Landmines, Agent Orange, leaded gas, cigarettes, cameras in your favorite corners, plastic in the wilderness. We cannot be trusted with the stuff that we come up with. A machinery could eat us, we just really love our buttons. Um, technology. Focus on the other. It's 3D printed body parts. Dehydrated onion dip. You could buy a jet ski from a cell phone on a jumbo jet. T C D-H-N-O-L-O-G-Y, it's the ultimate. That was Mindful Solutionism by Aesop Rock.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a, got a hundred the greats, right? Okay. Yeah, just made some coffee. And uh, I think I have a little bit left right here. Yeah, I thought you disappeared. Well, obviously, I knew you survived. This is the lovely yonder of, you know, than
3: his Burning Man. Yeah,
0: Yeah, so I guess the first thing I was wondering, was it such a terrible, insane experience and a heart-wrenching experience in one way or another that you don't even want to talk about it? Or was it maybe a little better than people said? Or kind of everything in between? Um...
1: It was an incredible experience.
0: Oh,
3: yeah?
1: There's definitely some challenging moments, which I think everybody who's been there would. Oh, cream
0: and sugar? But, uh... I uh,
1: don't know. I'm good. Oh, she already puts some in, that's fine. Ah, shit. I don't need I sugar. Though. Okay, no sugar. Okay. You're great. not like lactose intolerant, right? No, no, okay? No, no. okay,
0: so there's a little cream in there. Hopefully, okay, that's not yeah, no. breaking your diet in any way, shape, or form.
3: Not before. at
1: all. Not at all. Thank you. Cool, man. Um, yeah, I mean. It's not, it's probably not as bad as what people were reading like in the news. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least not my experience. We were super well-provisioned. Yeah. And we had plenty of food and water and shelter and supplies. Like, there was a moment when it started raining Friday night. Mm when everyone was like oh shit we might be here for another like four or five days before we can actually leave because they weren't sure how much rain was going to fall and when it was going to come because the forecast was so dynamic and so that was like a very real reality like oh you might be here for like four or five days longer than you had planned for without any way of like getting services in because it's so damn muddy we can't even bring in trucks to like bring water to people if they don't have any
0: when did you get there in the first place i think if i remember correctly uh, didn't you text me on like a tuesday or a wednesday and you were like hey you, you sent me this really cool picture of my bike yeah which was decked out in all lights and everything which i thought was you know, pretty sweet, made um, me a little jealous that I wasn't <laughs> able to go, to be honest, and you seem like you did a pretty good job with it, and then, uh, yeah, when was that, Tuesday or Wednesday, and then when did you get there?
1: We got there Wednesday afternoon.
0: Okay. And what was the scene like when you arrived, was that, I forget, was that your first time going to Burning Man?
1: This, yeah, this is my first time.
0: So you don't have anything to compare it to directly in terms of Burning Man, but... It were all indications that it seemed like a pretty normal festival, or what did it feel like to actually take in that scene? You must have been a little euphoric.
1: Dude, it was... I mean, you pull off the main road onto the playa itself, and, uh, you know, this whole, like, wave of excitement comes over you because you're just like, oh, shit, we're here, you know? There it is, you can, like, sort of see the outskirts of the city when you pull off the road. Um, and then we had to wait for like three hours to get in, just as they're processing people coming in, you know, checking their tickets and doing all the whole intake thing. Um, and then we're waiting in line, and we saw Wednesday. Wednesday was a full moon. Um, I think it was a, a blue moon too. So we're waiting in line to get in, and as we're waiting, the sun sets and the moon rises up over the mountains to the east and as soon as the full moon like crested over the ridge everyone just starts like howling like the whole city you could hear all however many tens of thousands of people just like howling at the moon and that was a crazy burst of energy that you could just like really feel so we get through all the ticket-check stuff, and we pull into our camp and quickly set up our tents and stuff as fast as we can get ready to just go out for the night. And we hopped on our bikes and rode around through the city a little bit until we got out to, like, the main playa area.
0: Okay, so how, was, how, how did the bike seem at first, on those conditions? Did the bike hold up for that initial oh yeah. Jaunt?
1: yeah, yeah. No, the bike was great. Yeah. Oh no way! Absolutely. I'm mean, gonna I have to redo some of the lights, um, just because we took all the bikes apart to get them into the RV. Okay. And so they got kind of banged around a little bit, and so the LED lights, like a lot of them broke. So I had <laughs> to like redo the lights real quick before we went out. Yeah. I was like, damn it! Let's just. I just want to go. But. Yeah, yeah. You had to get those on. Yeah, just hopping on the bike and going out first few pedals, like so exciting. No way. Yeah, Yeah.
0: that's cool. And so, what was that first? You know, I've heard people say that it's like they don't book DJs or whatever. Like they don't. You know, it's not a traditional kind of music
1: festival. Right. Right. So, what
0: did you see when you pedaled out? Do you remember?
1: Oh man,
0: I mean, you're 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 on the bike with who? Who did you have with you?
1: It was myself and. Five of my really good lifelong friends. We've all been friends. Some of us have been friends since like preschool, and some of us since like high school. So like at least twenty years. Um, it's truly like no other place I've ever been. Like I I had an idea of what to expect because I've seen pictures, you know and like have a bunch of friends who have been and have told me but I thought it was going to be more like a music festival or more like just like a really big festival but it really is a city like it's just a city pretty much Um, and that took me a couple days to really like figure out like oh no the way I need to like explore this place is if I was gonna go traveling in some city like that's how I need to sort of plan my days but like you get you just you're riding down one of the main streets we were riding down three um and there's just like camps everywhere music blasting from every direction bars set up all over the place all kinds of crazy art that you could never really imagine um and then you get out to the main playa where like the big music camps are and there's just like it's the the scale is what really blew me away like this place is huge like i had no idea how big it was gonna be i realized like no this is like as i think someone said it's like almost as big as san francisco in terms of square miles Wow, you know, because it's like if I guess that includes the playa, which is like pretty expansive. Um,
0: wait, wait, and so what's the playa versus the area, the other area? So
1: like the city where all the camps are is sort of this like semicircle. Okay. Um, and then um, and the area that's not um. Occupied by the camps is where all the really big sort of art installations are and that's what Is referred to as like the playa Um, So the city runs from two o'clock, it's all the streets are all arranged by like time So like the city runs from two o'clock all the way around to nine or ten Those are uh, the main Uh, streets oriented inwards towards the playa and then the like outer concentric circles are letters. And the man is basically oriented at 12 o'clock. So that's sort of how you can navigate around. And the man's like right in the middle of the playa and then behind the man is the temple and then scattered all throughout and always moving around are all the different art installations.
0: Was there one or two that you can remember? That stuck out to you either in art installation or I assume there were just like either impromptu DJs or even yeah Maybe even some celebrity DJs that just set up shop whether it was organized or not What are a few of those uh, moments from the you know, those of that early time in the festival that you remember? Just that stick out to you now.
1: Uh, I remember One really cool art installation it was this big giant door that someone had set up and um, like a th-
0: door, just like a
1: yeah, straight up like a I mean it was like a door with a, with a frame and a jam and like mounted on a little platform that you could walk through um, but it was pretty massive the door itself was probably like 8 inches thick maybe um, and the theme of Burning Man this year was Animalia so all the art was sort of animal focused um and so on one side of the door frame there was this big like profile of an elephant that was cut out of sheet metal which was awesome and then on the other side was a turtle which was made from the same sort of material and that really stuck out to me because those are like my two favorite animals you know like i wear a turtle necklace and i have an elephant on my keychain And so I sort of instantly connected with the artist on that level, like, oh, shit, these are like my two favorite animals. Also, I've done some woodworking in my life and like building doors is really sort of satisfying. And there was a lot of intricate carving on there on both sides of the door and all these great little sayings. that were just like posted up all around. I have some pictures of it I can show you. Most of my photos didn't come out very well, but... (laughs) Um, so that really stuck out to me, and it was like cool to just like go on one side of the door and open it and walk through, and just kind of feel like you did sort of cross over some kind of threshold. And the, the artist set it up in, in such a really, really nice way that it was very experiential to just like pass through the door. And that was on Wednesday night when there was just I think if you interviewed anyone else would say like oh yeah Wednesday night the energy was just wild (laughs) I don't know it was very tangible um and yeah I mean like there are some I mean there is like some organized music I think like there's you get like a catalog of all the events going on but I don't know if any DJs are actually like named and there's a lot of impromptu stuff going on all the time and on Thursday night, I think it was, got word that Diplo was going to play a set somewhere. We had to like, the time kept changing, you know, as like the message sort of passes around through the whole community. Like, oh, he's going to play at 10 and A at like 5 PM. And then it was like nine. And then I don't know when time he actually started his set, but. Uh, We managed to find it, and he played a pretty well-attended set, and it was, I don't know how many, probably a few thousand people out front, and he was up on this crazy stage that they had set up, and I don't know if you saw any of the news, but I guess he and Chris Rock, like, hiked out through the mud together.
0: I, I don't think it was Chris Rock, it was Chris, was it Chris Rock?
1: That's what I heard. I didn't see any of the news articles, but that's what people were saying.
0: I feel like it was wasn't it a different comedian. I think it might have been. Some, I don't think it was Chris Rock. I think oh, it was
1: Chris Tucker, maybe or something.
0: Um, I forget who. Um, what's uh um I'm trying to remember some other comedian.
1: Like I don't Chris know. Or yeah. Something. I don't know. There's all kinds of rumors flying around about who was there and oh, really? celebrity sightings and whatever. And oh, really? like, who knows if they're true or not? <laughs> I mean, they probably mostly are. But
0: uh, I was thinking it was the guy that did the. Um, he's been doing all these credit card commercials recently and stuff like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I forget. But uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely that that made some big news. Anyways, right. With me there, that's like kind of. What, one of the bigger things that hit at first like it was one of the early news stories about things kind of going sideways or whatever and it was their video of like trying to flee the festival yeah but how was the set in itself like what kind of music was, was being played or what kind of intensity of it sounds like there was, it was decently attended a few thousand people um yeah was it just all over the map kind of thing or was it kind of a hard dance set or techno or kind of everything
1: in between. Um let's see if I have the nuance to explain it, but I don't know. I, I I I couldn't say that I am very familiar with like Diplo's work, so I don't know if it was pretty similar to what he normally does or not, but there was a substantial amount of like remixed hip-hop that he um, you know it was definitely in the like more in the like womp womp realm (laughs) you know um that sort of heavy like uh more heavy edm style um a lot of the like kind of like Rezzy, yeah, that kind of stuff.
0: Oh, it was Chris Rock. Was it? Yeah, it was Chris Rock.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he was doing there or where he was staying, but...
0: No, that's funny. Yeah. And so I guess they yeah, were, a...
1: like, you know, they are both well-connected enough to, like, make sure they get out of there. I think Diplo, like, was like, dude, I have a show I need to get to or yeah. something, you know, like, I gotta leave.
0: Well, that's the thing where, like, they... what... I think a lot of people outside them the burning man community probably don't realize is like you know a lot of those burners probably didn't have anywhere to get to anyways so yeah yeah as unpleasant as you know it ultimately might have turned out to be for some of them it's not like you know for many of them they're gonna, gonna end up missing their you know some of them had you know 10 a.m. corporate meetings on whatever the next day it was right that they were gonna miss or whatever but I think a lot of them. It's like, oh, guess I'm gonna have to push that basket weaving, you know, <laughs> seminar that I was gonna host for five of my friends, to, you know, for another yeah. two weeks because we're all stuck here.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people take the week off after the event to decompress and you know adjust back to the default world, um, which. I will plan to do next time. Anyways, I took a couple days off, but I might as well just take the whole week Because I'll go for longer next time. I'll think I'll go for the whole time and not like only half
0: So when when did you start to Get a sense that things might be taking a turn for the worse and uh, basically what uh, what what do you think precipitated that besides, yeah, I guess it's just the weather for the most part, but um, Yeah, when did the mood of the festival sort of start to change from this overall euphoric thing to this uh, Whatever it became mm-hmm. which ultimately ended up grabbing You know pretty much almost every international headline around the world rightfully or wrongfully,
1: right? Yeah, so It was right around three In the afternoon on Friday that it started raining and it didn't really stop raining until like Saturday morning I think Um, wasn't very hard rain but it was raining enough where it was raining you know not like oh it's kind of misty or whatever it was like no this is rain and so everyone sort of like scrambled to get back to camp when it started raining because moving around gets pretty hard because um, the mud is just so brutal to, to traverse when it's like really wet and so people just sort of hunkered down and um, the mood was like Pretty good for a while, at least at my camp. People were just kind of like, "Well, this is we just got to embrace it, you know. We're just gonna be chilling with our campmates, and it's gonna just we're just having a a new Burning Man experience, you know, where it's gonna be a little more intimate. So where everyone was just kind of chilling. There was still tons of music playing. Like everyone was just, they just you just didn't see so many people at all the different camps like passing around. It was like mostly just the core crew of each camp hanging out. People were still dancing in the rain and climbing up on towers and doing their thing. And then, I don't know, the evening set in and like before sunset, the skies cleared up for a minute and this absolutely huge, perfectly clear rainbow came out. And then a couple minutes later another one filled in underneath it so everyone started like like with the moon thing you could hear the whole city just like howling at the rainbow and prior to that it seemed like people started taking a little turn for the worse like oh man this is gonna be shitty it's just gonna rain for the next two days we're not gonna have enough food and we're not gonna get out of here and yada 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 and people started Spinning their gears, you know, into the negativity, and then. Because
0: when was it supposed to go until?
1: I mean, the reports were changing like like, by the hour.
0: Sorry, like when were you planning on leaving, or like when? Uh, Oh, we were planning on.
1: It's supposed to end Sunday night. Okay. That's when they burn the temple. Um, and so most people leave like late Sunday night or probably early Monday. Um we were planning on leaving like early monday
0: like a typical music festival
1: pretty much yeah it's
0: like what people would have been thinking about it as in their mind okay all right we're gonna have some amazing experiences make some friends have these like indelible moments hopefully and probably a little craziness along the way who knows what it's gonna be and then you get a little craziness in terms of something quite routine actually mm-hmm. even if it's on a uh, not so frequent time frame out in the desert you know a little rain right This has been happening for you know centuries and millennia uh and then yeah so then people are down in the dumps but then uh, the uh, you said that was saturday that the rainbow came out
1: no that was friday evening oh okay and i mean the I, double rainbow the double rainbow <laughs> came out and everyone started losing their minds Cause it was like a really, actually, a gorgeous rainbow. Like that, you could see the bands of color so clearly. And um, I took that as an omen. You know, like ultimately, everything's we're gonna be fine. Like it's just a little rain. It's just gonna change your experience. Like we're no, no one's gonna like we're not gonna be stuck here. This isn't gonna turn into some like crazy refugee situation where they're gonna have to air vac us out of here because they can't. It's going to rain for the next week and people are going to start like dying of starvation. you know like it's easy when you're like you know whatever the drugs are wearing off or you're just kind of like it's not a it's not like a euphoric experience the whole way through there's some ups and downs so it's easy to like start trending downward you know if like it literally starts raining on your parade right but I mean, I saw that rainbow, and I took it as a sign. Like, yeah, this is just going to be a really cool, different, unique experience. And ultimately, it's going to be awesome. You know, just embrace the rain and, like, change your attitude.
0: You're listening to Frequency Horizon on Pirate Cat Radio, KPCR, 101.9 FM. Santa Cruz. the rainbow
1: came out for like 30 40 minutes or something like that and then the rain just came back like harder and it started like pouring rain pretty good but i was just kept that rainbow in my head like this was just like a little a little something to hold on to to make sure like the universe was telling us like yeah remember that rainbow like it's gonna get a little harder but you have that to hold on to to know that like you're gonna be fine so just like get ready to dig in so Friday night it rained like pretty hard and most people I think took the time to sort of like adjust to a new way of doing Burning Man um, and just like preparing for how to deal with the rain like a lot of everyone like started taking down a lot of their electrical setups cuz it's kind of sketchy to have you know generators running and power cords on the ground sitting in puddles and stuff know, Apparently someone died messing with their generator, and they had a live wire in a puddle.
0: Well, let's look that up right now, because I think they figured out what killed them.
1: That was what we heard, and so when that sort
0: of... When was that, that you got the news that, that someone was, had died at Burning Man? I
1: think that was Friday night. and <laughs> so When that sort of came through the camp, that was a very somber moment. And I, I think that sort of set people off, too, like, oh, shit, this is getting real, you know? Like, this isn't really a fun experience anymore this is like we have to like survive the elements we are like refugees in the desert kind of vibe because i had
0: i had uh heard that as well that okay maybe someone had died because of their electrical equipment mm-hmm. and, and the generator or you know something that there that was going on due to the rain and i think that's kind of obviously they didn't release the cause of death at first so they're like okay hey, we got to look into it and that's, maybe that's what caused it. I understand uh, now that the uh, Washoe County Regional Medical Examiner's Office in Nevada um, identified the man as a 32, this was quite some time afterwards after this would have happened, but mm-hmm. they identified the man as a 32 year old Leon Reese of Truckee, California. Uh, and he's believed to have died from drug intoxication. Drug intoxication, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I guess overdose is the, be- the more, I guess, layman's way of saying that. Now, who knows? Maybe it was that mixed with something else. You yeah. know. Um, but uh, you know, I guess it's interesting. At least in terms of what we're hearing now, is that maybe maybe it wasn't the rain that caused it. Maybe it was. Maybe he was depressed and he, he took more of something than he should have, or maybe it was just uh, you know some complete fluke in terms of. You know uh, getting a bad batch I mean that's something you know especially with the fentanyl going around these days I mean I'm not saying that's what it was necessarily but right. you know it's just something that I think the new generation of Bernie Man goers probably have to take into account whereas maybe that wasn't as something you had to worry about as much you know even just five years ago or ten years ago right so um, but that speaks to as well how information travels around Burning Man totally. and how you get information and how that shapes your experience and I was just wondering if I could ask you about what that was like to, you know, you know you're know, you're getting these updates that are going to ultimately, you know, your experience is going to end up on the front cover of pretty much every newspaper around the world and, you know, at least be a little hit on CNN here and there. Right. Uh, like I said, rightfully or wrongfully, I don't know if it always would have measured up to that level, but it was sure, I'm sure for them, a fun story to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was it like on the ground to to get information? I know there was the Burning Man, you know, the radio station that they had, and then you'd probably, you know, you're just probably getting a lot of word of mouth too. Is that how you kind of in, in took a lot of this information?
1: Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of rumors flying around and so you know the the leaders of my camp have been going for like 20 years or something so they were pretty well connected in terms of like the information network um so i sort of i was sort of observing them and like how they were talking to people because a lot of people would just come by and just like say some random shit you know and they're like that's no don't listen to that yahoo like he's crazy or people would say like i have a message from whatever person and so there was like always at the beginning like an inherent sort of distrust of who's coming to relay this message because you just never know if they're full of shit or not um so but whenever they would make like a formal announcement of the camp like you knew that it had been vetted and like was truthful information like being told you know like okay they can't bring in the the you you know united services can't get in to pump the porta-potties for probably 24 hours so please only use them like if you really have to and please try not to pee in them. So they don't fill up too fast. Like, all right, that's legit. Right. But not like, Oh, we heard somebody, whatever died over here. Like there was a lot of questionable things passing around. And so for a while there was that, there was news of the the dude who was potentially electrocuted maybe, maybe, or maybe not. Ultimately, that being the cause of death or maybe it was just a rumor but that was like pretty well widespread throughout the city it seemed like cuz most people knew about it yeah um which
0: turned out not to be true
1: which apparently at oh, yeah. least is not uh, the official or cause yeah, of not death right yeah um that and i mean people were saying like oh this is this is the most anyone has ever turned into, like the Burning Man radio station in all of Burning Man's history, because they were spreading like official reports and updates on like what's happening. <laughs> you know, like like wartime kind of kind of experience. Yeah, um, we
0: played a little bit of that on our show last week. Cool, or a couple weeks ago, I should say. Um, yeah, and someone had collected a bunch of the uh, of the radio broadcasts who hadn't gone, and it was kind of like. In a way, I think wishing he was there.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. And then maybe another was glad he wasn't there. Yeah, right. (laughs) Excuse me, sir. Can you help
3: me? I'm lost. I don't know where I am. The clowns are everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the people's fashion. How did it end up
0: for you guys? Like, how did the end up? How did the rest of the festival kind of go? Was it just kind of like, well, it's a little tougher and then you just kind of cruise through it? Or. Did it kind of turn into a little bit of madness at a certain point, being like, "We're trapped out here. What the hell?"
1: Um, So, I think I would imagine pretty much everyone there on Friday had a moment where they were, were like started to. Maybe not panic, but like had a dark moment, you know, or like uh, I just want to get out of here. Like this sucks. We're gonna be stuck here pissing in bottles for a week. Like, um, but it seemed to me like everyone just adjusted, and Saturday was sort of like back to another normal day. Um, it definitely seemed to be like less people moving around than normal, but. People were still moving around, camps were still open, you know, serving food or doing their activities. Um, Less so, but like, there was just like, a shift in your strategy, I think, you know. And then Saturday night was like a great night. There was all the, you know, people were still, there were still dance parties everywhere, there were still DJs, there was still all kinds of stuff happening everywhere. Um,
0: Was it raining on Saturday night?
1: I think it rained a little bit Saturday during the day, but Saturday night, it did not, no. Saturday night, I remember being a pretty good night. We went out onto the playa and like checked out some art and um, a slower pace, you know, because you couldn't really ride your bike to get around. So you just stayed a little closer to home, which was fun. And and a whole new way of exploring because it it really was more like community building in that way. Like you started to like share resources with your neighbors more, I imagine, than normal because people were like, "Oh shit, do you like have any water? Or do you guys have any food?" You know, people would come by and ask. Um, And um, just seeing stuff that was like super close to home that you probably would have missed because there's so much to see out there that you want to like go out and see it but sometimes you forget to like just look a few doors down and see what they're doing right there you know so that was fun it sort of reminded me more of like when COVID first hit and you had to adjust to this whole new way of like being locked down and like living in a much smaller radius than you're used to you know so that was that was um, that was really nice to like, get that experience too, just like, hanging out with your neighbors.
0: And did your brother end up going?
1: My brother was there, yeah. My brother was there.
0: What was that like to go through this whole thing with your brother too?
1: That was great, I mean, I picked a good group of friends to go with, you know, we've been, like I said, we've been all been friends for a long time. So to go through something like this together, like we our bond is already pretty thick, but this like made it that much easier, I think, because we were with, you know, I was with friends who I love, so that made the challenging times like easier to to pass through and just like strengthened our bonds even more. Like good to good to go through some of that more challenging stuff with my brother as we're sort of reconnecting more after the last 10 years of like being apart in different parts of the world and doing our thing and now we both have young kids and families and so we're we're living a more similar life um and so we're sort of like reconnecting that way he's been going through some challenges on his own so to like go through some challenges together and work through them together it, I think gave us a good a good way to sort of give us like this base level reconnection of like oh yeah we we both went through that challenging thing and now we have something really that we can both relate to um, more immediate than like childhood memories or something you know.
0: So you're telling me that the insanity of Burning Man this year actually was a good thing. It was actually, like, kind of awesome in a way.
1: Yeah, totally. I think it was incredibly awesome. In the truest sense of the word, awesome. You know, like, we got kind of the whole gamut of, of weather that's possible out there. I don't know if it ever snows, but, you know, the first night or the second night, it was pretty warm. And we got, we, you know, I got to experience a full-on dust whiteout, which was cool. Like, I couldn't see you and you're four feet in front of me, you know. For, like, a few minutes, couldn't see anything. Just, like, held on to my friend who was next to me, so I didn't lose him. <laughs> um, and then we got this crazy rainstorm, and then, I don't know, I'm all for, like, challenging life experiences. I think they just make life better and more interesting. You know, and I don't know how true this, t- t- this statistic is And how often it happens to be the case But another thing that got spread around Was like, oh, like almost 50% of the people here Is their first time And maybe that's true every time Maybe it's not But I think if that is true, let's say For... That to be your first time, I think, is a really good way to do it because that means it's going to like separate the wheat from the chaff in a way. You know, like if you went through that and you're still stoked and you still want to go back, like okay, you, now you have a really good frame of reference for what to be prepared for in general from the get go. You know, like you experienced cra- one of the craziest events there and so that's going to be your sort of like way that you plan for it from now on and now there's like this maybe hopefully for a lot of people this like deeper bond with some of the people that they met there that will really sort of strengthen the community of people who keep showing up you know and for people who are like I don't want to do that that was too hard like well at least they came and went through it and realized that it's not for them
0: What do you think about the fact that it was such a big media splash? You know, the chaos of Burning Man, one person dies. I mean, I'm just wondering, first of all, were you aware of that? To what extent? And yeah, I mean, the first place I actually legitimately sort of started to hear that it was getting a bit crazy was actually a BBC news report Mm -hmm. on like the BBC World Service or whatever. You know that's literally like the f- the first place I heard of now they report on everything around the world I've heard them report on festivals from right. you know some a small festival in Africa where something crazy happens or whatever so it's you know shout out to them for being on top of it and really you know zoned into what's going on and then of course you know the social media updates and then every single news outlet was doing some type of story on it you know from c n n to local stations and You know, um, New York Times. It was on the front page of the Financial Times.
1: Mm -hmm, I believe that.
0: You know what I mean? Like just, just. uh, um, Yeah. What do you think about that? And then, like, do you think that was, like, warranted? And also, yeah. What's yeah? What does that make you think?
1: Um. You know. I didn't really start paying attention to any sort of media until Sunday when I was able to find some Wi-Fi and actually like get a message out to the family saying like, I don't know what you've heard about what's going on, but like, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I just might not be home when I said I would like I might be a couple days late you know and then I just like checked my email and I saw like some people had sent me some messages saying are you okay are you alive and was able to fire off some responses but not surprising to me that the media would like eat that up you know that's like perfect fodder like oh all these people stuck in a rainstorm and it might be a crazy you know who knows what's gonna happen? They're stranded, and obvi- and I imagine it was all, you know, um, sensationalized as the media likes to do. But at the same time, I understand like there was a potential there for the situation to get pretty bad. You know, like if it had kept raining continuously for another day or two, and the temperatures didn't rise like that may have led to more serious consequences and so you know i imagine it probably went up pretty high even in our own government like maybe just a quick brief like hey there's a situation going on in nevada that we might have to look at just so you know. I think, you know like, I think
0: the president said he was briefed on it. I, I believe it. because the president because, like, was briefed on it. That yeah.
1: could have been like a FEMA response situation, you know? Like if 70,000 people are stuck and no services can get in or out, like they might have to come and airdrop some supplies or something, you know?
0: Well, plus Joe Biden was just in Tahoe. Oh, really? Yeah, that's where he did his vacation. Oh, so, so I'm, I'm sure, sure. like in Maybe he was mind, there. Yeah, maybe he <laughs> That'd be crazy, right? And I was, I was, well, um, yeah. What was the craziest thing that happened, or that you saw?
1: Um, well, it was kind of scary actually. I didn't see it, but it happened ten minutes after I had left to a campmate of mine. We were heading out for the night, Saturday night, when people had sort of like regrouped and adjusted to like a new way of of living there. And we were walking out, and um, we saw these dudes who were doing like live screen printing. You could just like bring them an article of clothing and they would would print something on there for you, which was cool. So we were washing it for a little while. And they were dishing out hot sake. They had like a big 5-gallon glass carboy full of sake with this like copper coil that was passing through a little flame that they were heating it on. And you could just, you know, give them your cup and pour you a little bit. And so we were hung out there had a few drinks with them. We're chopping it up. And as we were leaving, we saw some of our friends and we were like, oh, check it out. Like these guys are giving away sake and doing screen printing. It's cool. You should stop and hang out for a minute. Like, all right, cool. We'll see you later. And, um, so we parted ways and went off and did our thing. We got back to camp a little bit later. And had found out that while our friends were there, the glass carboy exploded. And, like sent shards of glass everywhere. Like my friend's hands were all cut up from blocking his face. Another one of our campmates, like he got cut right under his nose, right here, and up on his forehead, and had to go to the med tent and like they stitched him up with like 30 stitches. Um so like really scary could have been a lot worse like he was ultimately okay but like that could have hit him in the eye or cut his throat or what. like so that was scary you know and obviously the dudes who were running the camp felt terrible and just like shut down the party and like that was it you know and had to spend a lot of time picking up glass Um, what happened
0: Did they figure out, like, why that occurred?
1: I mean, I think, uh, I'm not really sure why, because the carboy itself was not being heated, you know? Maybe they decided to put the whole thing on the flame after we had left or something like that, but, like, it was really just the copper tube that was passing through, so I don't really know why, unless maybe, yeah, I mean, the only way that would have exploded is if the glass got too hot or if somehow... I don't recall if it was corked and like the air inside got so hot and pressurized that it blew up the carboy. I don't know, but it happened and that was pretty scary. You and know? it was
0: your people in your, this isn't just a story that you heard. This no,
1: no. Like, yeah. This was like, did you see the injuries and stuff? Yeah. 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 Okay. He <laughs> was his, like the, I don't know what part of your nose. This is called the part that separates your nostrils. But like that was like fully cut. Wow. You know,
0: so yeah, so there was impending sense of anything could happen at any moment and sometimes did and you know um
1: these dudes were straight out of Mad Max like if you've seen that movie <laughs> like they had very Mad Max vibes about them okay um and I I would venture to guess that like that's not uncommon that like shit like that happens you know you get 70,000 people together anywhere things are gonna happen you know
0: so that's what you're explaining to me is like a very visceral experience a very like core experience very legit experience and it's so funny because you know i would say especially this year the narrative in the broader culture uh you know was really in a a large part around you know all the rich entitled people who I mean can afford to take this much time off work and go to Burning Man and like a lot of them who come back are filtering out into society are kind of you know very self-entitled and rude and and these are the reports that that are coming out and probably some of them are are quite true you know Mm -hmm. Um, and so why don't you I was just wondering if you'd tell me like if you could reflect on that you know is I mean did you see a lot was it, was it a very segregated world where you could see like, oh, that's that group of the one percenters who were tech bros that are, you know what I mean? Like, okay, they're having their party over there or was everyone together and then like, can you understand that kind of concern that, you know, if people are saying, oh, it's Burning Man, isn't what it used to be, number one. And, and number two, it's like, why do you think it ended up on the front page of the financial times? Right, right. Because all those people from those companies are the ones that can first of all afford to go and kind of, you know, maybe they were at a visa two, two weeks ago right. or, right. you know, I mean, do you, what do you think about some of that uh, aspect of Burning Man? I mean, is that very foreign from what you saw or is that something that you can like go like, oh, yeah, I understand why people would say that. But it's just that my experience was different.
1: Um, yeah, I think what the latter, what you just said, like I, I don't think I have enough... I mean, I have no historical context to compare, you know, prior experiences to. Um, I think you could tell um, just by passing by some camps, like, if they were clearly, like, had a lot of money to support everything they were doing there um, versus some of the other ones. But... So on on some level, I can understand, like, okay, it's not what it used to be, you know, but, but what is in life anyways, right? Everything's changing all the time. Um, so I don't have a big issue with that necessarily. Um, and also at the same time, like, I think one of the really beautiful things about Burning Man is there's this leveling effect where it doesn't really matter who you are you're there going through the same experience as everyone else like yeah maybe you get to go back and sleep in a really nice RV or something like that like you still have to trudge around through the playa and through the dust and they're still going out and having the same experiences that you are and like it provides for a lot of interesting opportunities for engagement like I could run into Sergey Brin. you know they're like owner of Google or whatever, and just, like, stand next to him at a camp and, like, have a drink and just start talking to him. And when else would that ever happen?
0: Wait, did that happen to you?
1: No, but it happened to my friend. Like, they were on the same art car together, you know? Really? Yeah. And so... What
0: was he... Did he say what he was doing or what they were getting down to at that time? What, What music was pumping or whatever?
1: Uh, I don't really know. I think it was kind of chill lounge. There was this art car with, like, a big tongue, and you could lay down on the tongue and just around and they were like trying to get on um, the tongue but it was full so they like went around the back <laughs> you know With,
0: I think Surya did too. yeah
1: apparently but so so the head of google yeah it, it, he
0: couldn't say like, oh get out i mean he could
1: have i'm sure but yeah know, it could like, have been a dick or if he wanted but at the same time like he was, he was going he's like oh that's, someone's sitting on it so i guess we're not going <laughs> to You know but like we're like Chris Rock was walking around apparently and like you don't ever really get those chances to run into those people and just like have a real conversation with them and like i imagine there's so much innovation that goes on there just because of all the walks of life that show up like you have crazy engineers and you have financiers and you have wild artists and for them to like be able to all mingle together and like have conversations and share ideas like i bet there's tons of inventions that come out of burning man every year and like interesting new relationships and ideas that get start to get developed which i think is really awesome like okay maybe some people don't like the fact that there's more money there now and it's supposed to be more of like this renegade artist. Vibe thing, but I don't know. I I, I I can appreciate the fact that like just because they're rich doesn't mean that they're inherently like shitty people, and they can still appreciate art and you know roughing it as much as anyone else. And maybe they do it with a few more creature comforts because they can afford to. But like, I'm not going to villainize them for that. What a great perspective there from Michael Simler.
0: Hop and return that Prodigal Bike back here to Santa Cruz. And we've got a cool DJ set coming up from Urgot. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh but first up we've got DJ Swisha and Kush Jones, the self-released OMG. Radio KPCR, 101.9 FM, Santa Cruz. the bike
1: cool okay yeah, i gotta leave in like 10 minutes i hope you are
0: recording i hope so too <laughs> <laughs> if not good conversation <laughs> no i'm uh, to be honest i'm surprised that the bike made it back at all i mean i, I was even without any of that craziness i w- would have been surprised the bike made it back, to be honest with you,
1: but, uh, I mean, I could very much see how it wouldn't. There's so many bikes around, it's, I could see how people would just take it by mistake or something, even, you know?
0: And so this bike,
1: How's it going?
0: So this bike, oh, you put new handle
1: I put new grips, grips on
0: there. there. Dude, so it's like, I got like a, got like a souped up bike, it's first of on. all. A
1: little upgrade.
0: And this, this tire, did, it didn't pop or anything? No, it up great. Man. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: this was a <laughs> solid, solid
0: bike. Wow. And was there a moment where you ever got
1: stuck in the mud with it? No. I, uh, I saw people trying to ride their bikes in the mud and decided that I was not going to do that, because it didn't seem like it was going to be worth the effort. Dude, know, a this lot of people were like, "Oh, I had to leave my bike like all the way across town. I'm gonna to go back for it in a couple days."
0: You know. What, what is? What do you think the coolest sight is that this bike saw out there? Or what? what did, did it get to witness anything kind of interesting? Did you did you take the bike through any kind of of these art? So did it go through oh, the yeah.
1: door? The bike did not go through the door, but <laughs> it was parked right next to it, so it got to see it. Um, it went way out into the deep playa and saw some very cool art installations one of my favorite ones also that I saw were someone had set up these gigantic glowing um, replicas of the earth and the moon and pretty sure it was the Sun but it could have been Mars because it was kind of orangey red Um, and you could just kind of like ride your bike through it and they were probably you know 30-foot diameter glowing balls Um, which was just like so you could see them from so far away you know so it was cool to like navigate by them and also just kind of like stand next to them and cruise around there was also a very cool probably 20 25 foot tree someone had made and all the branches were like wired up as LED lights And I've seen a bunch of those from some of the work that I've done, doing like, events. But this one was clearly very custom. And like, the lights were all changing color and there was like a bunch of people hanging out on this circular bench around the base of the tree that they had built. It was like, like a local hangout spot for everyone. You're just like, let's go hang out by the tree for a little bit and regroup or, you know, like, we'll meet you by the tree in an hour, kind of a kind of an art installation, which was cool so the bike leaned up against the tree and like probably many other trees this bike has leaned up against but not not like that one because that one was electronic (laughs) you know and and glowing with music playing and all that and not like an oak tree in the neighborhood so i bet you uh the old de la cruz remembers that moment fondly
0: All right, man. Well, thanks for bringing it back to me in better condition than you left. Was it covered in dust? Did you have to hose it down? or?
1: Yeah, I gave it a couple baths. It wasn't really covered in dust because the rain washed most of it off, but then it got some good mud caked onto it. Right on. On the drivetrain, and I took the fenders off and washed them. And... Wow. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it, and thanks for taking the time to yeah. share. I, I still kind of wish I went, you know? to be honest, but, uh, Hey, maybe next year, are you going to go back next year? Do you think, or
1: I'm, I'm planning on it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to, I've already got my wife lined up, ready to go.
0: All right. Well, thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, you have to check out the radio broadcast. So let me know when it's up. I remember last week, Jamie Cowling was nice enough to call me a good egg when introducing her poetry section And I would say Michael Simler, the bike renter extraordinaire, is a pretty damn good egg himself. Yeah, I'd rent my bike to him anytime. That was a pretty epic first time at Burning Man Story. And the conversation was pretty fun too. Like, I would say that's one of my favorite long form podcast type conversations that I've ever dropped on the Frequency Horizon. Hope you guys enjoyed it. There were some selections in there. I don't know if you noticed from the Burning Man Radio that we managed to squeak in to add some authenticity. In addition, like we hear right now under my uh, voice, we have some original music that I recorded. Hopefully uh, you felt that added to the electronic, experimental sort of vibe that we have going here and to some extent at least was there at Burning Man, um, although Mother Nature was also adding some atmospherics as well, obviously. And speaking of atmospherics, we're going to move into our guest mix from DJ Ergot, who I met, part of a duo that was spinning tunes last Saturday at Steamer Lane.
1: Here we go. Hey guys, DJ Ergot here with a solid mix that I recorded in August of 2021. It is a fun mix that I use for promotion. It features a lot of dirty bass lines and strong UK garage vibes. Thanks for listening. I hope you all enjoy this one.
4: An eight oh eight, not gonna stand on skunk eyes.
5: Saines Radio Station For Celine and All other Creatures For God's Matter. Paired Radio.
3: I've been missing you baby Wondering if you miss me too Oh, oh. kissing is a thing but too But all I can do is think of you Yeah being up all the pretty hours on my
4: But when I close my world is spatial I love my arms within reach of a star I'm feeling that nothing else can compare to
3: Yeah, yeah, no Yeah, yeah, Nothing else
0: frequency horizon Radio KPCR 101.9 FM.
3: Of love or selling the dream, the dream. <laughs> Melodies of Love all selling the dream Everyone in the crowd, 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 everyone, everyone, everyone in the club is smelling their keys.
0: that stay on your grime mix that you dropped. We'll have to have you back hopefully not too far in the future. It's always good to reflect the local talent that we have back out to our surf town of Santa Cruz and of course the Santa Cruz mountains is part of the greater Santa Cruz area obviously. us out head over to soundcloud.com frequency horizon leave us a rating on apple podcasts it's obviously frequency horizon on the twitter it's at freak with the Q horizon youtube we're almost at a thousand subscribers so hit us up there that's more for the surfing side of it and if you have a mix if you have some reportage you have a bike store of your own Send it on over to FrequencyHorizon at gmail.com. We'd love to feature what you do. You can always listen in at kpcr.org or at 101.9 FM in the Santa Cruz area, of course, and on the TuneIn app as well. Just search Pirate Cat Radio. We'll see you next week.